0: Episode 233. Late Night Internet Marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, we talk about hidden limiting beliefs, how they might be holding you and your business back, how you can identify them, and what you should do about them. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing? I am your host, Mark Mason, coming to you from the little studio in Dallas, Texas. I hope wherever you are, it is as beautiful as it is here in Dallas, Texas. We made it through a snowstorm, which in Texas, I know some of you are laughing, a Texas snowstorm. In Texas, it's a huge big deal. We just shut down and give up. We don't have the equipment to make things safe whenever snow and ice comes. And so when it snows in Texas, particularly in Dallas, Texas, we just shut down and give up. We close the schools and we go out and play in the massive amount of snow. In my case, we had like an inch and a half. So yeah, I mean, this is snow in Dallas, Texas, and we've recovered from that. And now it's absolutely beautiful outside. As a matter of fact, I think today the high is going to be 70-something, 78 degrees. I've got shorts and a t-shirt on, and later this evening I'm planning on going to the opening day ceremonies for my son's high school baseball team. A lot of you know my son is a freshman playing baseball here in the Dallas area, and they actually had their first scrimmage last week, and that was great, so we got out and got to see him do that. He knocked a little rust off on the bump there and through some strikes. And we're really happy to see all that super fired up about baseball this week. I wanted to talk to you about an, an experience that I had actually earlier in the week that I thought was, it was very moving and motivating to me. And I thought I'd share it with you because I think it will help you get from wherever you are in your business now to maybe even someplace you never even imagined. So this is a story that comes from my day job. And you know, I don't talk about my day job very often. I try to keep those two things separate. I try to keep, it's like not crossing the beams in Ghostbusters, right? I mean, you we, we try to make sure that resources from the day job stay day job resources and resources from the internet business and all the things that are going on there stay completely separate because we don't ever even want to give the perception that these two things are mixed. And I've done that successfully for more than a decade. In fact, most people at my day job don't even know that I have this other activity that I do talking to you guys on the late night internet marketing podcast. So, One of the questions that I get, it's probably one of the most common questions that I get on the podcast right after the most common question, which is, hey, Mark, how do I start my own online business? The second most asked question that I hear is, hey, Mark, if online business is so great, how come you're still working in your day job? And there are a lot of reasons for that. And I've discussed this many times, but basically it boils down to two things. One is I like my day job. I don't like everything about my day job. I don't know that anyone has any kind of job that they absolutely love 100% of all things about the job. For example, when I have to drive down to my day job and I get stuck in Dallas traffic, I don't like that. Okay? So there are there's a list of relatively insignificant things, but a list of things I don't like about my day job, but on average I really like it. There's a lot to like. I've gotten to see the world. There are amazing people that I've been able to work with over the last 3 decades. I'm doing work that matters there. It's very satisfying. I get to work uh, and help young engineers in their career. There's just a long list of things that I really like about my day job. The other reason, just being 100% completely transparent, it's a very lucrative job. It's a Fortune 500 company. I've worked there for more than 30 years. I've had a lot of success in my career there, and I get paid for that, and that's great. And so, those two things taken together, the fact that I like it and the fact that it's lucrative mean that I will continue there probably as long as they'll have me or until I make a different decision. That's sort of that's sort of the real, honest, true answer. So I was at my day job this week and I was in a very large meeting. Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm involved in the leadership team of a very large part of this Fortune 500 company. It's a business that's more than a billion dollars in annual net revenue. And I report to the guy who runs that business and I help him uh, with a particular aspect of the business. And so we're in our normal quarterly department meeting where my boss is up talking to everyone in the company that reports up through him, regardless of where they're located. There are people from India on the phone. Lots of people in Dallas, both locally, they're in the room and uh, on the phone that are working from home, and other people from all over the world. The big meeting, hundreds of people. So we're in this meeting and we're talking about where we want to take the organization. And this guy, he's a very interesting guy. This guy I work for, you know, I told you one of the reasons that I'm still working at my day job is that I get to work with people, I get to be around people that inspire me, impress me, that I enjoy, that I consider friends, that I learn from. Really, really talented people work at this company, and it's a real privilege to get to work around them. And this guy that I work for, he's one of these guys. He's an inspiring guy. He's younger than me. He's got a PhD in electrical engineering, and he's brilliant, and he's leading this very large business in a way that I find very impressive. And I've been with him as he's almost tripled the size of this thing. OK, so it's been a, it's a real pleasure to work for this guy. And he starts talking about where we want to go from here and the things that might be holding us back. And he, he tells this story about when he's a kid. And I have to tell you this story because I think this is the kind of story that could really relate to you something that you may take with you. I know I'm going to take with me, and I won't tell it as well as he does, but I'm going to tell it to you. So my boss is a Canadian. He's been in Texas forever, you know, decades, but he was born in Canada. He speaks some French. He's a really neat guy, and he was a Division I hockey player in the United States, and he still plays hockey to this day, uh, men's pickup league type stuff. He was pretty good back in the day, and he also is a downhill skier, and he was talking about learning how to downhill ski. Now, being from Texas, I don't ski. You know, I heard on the news one time that Sonny Bono died in a skiing accident, and I was done with it right there. I mean, I just don't. Skiing is not a thing for me, and so I like skiing from the, in the sense I like watching it on television, like for the Olympics. But I've never really done much skiing. And in fact, if we went skiing, you'd find me in a hot tub somewhere with a mixed drink. You know, I mean, I'm, it's just I have no interest in it. But I, I do think it's kind of fascinating. And he was talking about as a person from Canada, a snow person, a cold weather person, learning how to downhill ski. And one of his earliest memories of skiing was going to Whiteface Mountain, which is in the Arondack Mountains in New York. It's one of the higher mountains in New York, and he learned to ski on Whiteface Mountain, or he, very early in his skiing journey, he found himself on Whiteface Mountain, and he was really just getting his ski legs. Now, for those of you that are familiar with New York, you'll know that Whiteface Mountain's around Lake Placid, and in fact, the 1980 Winter Olympics were held in and around that area, The Alpine skiing competition in 1980 was actually on Whiteface Mountain. It's quite a spectacular ski destination, apparently. You know, it's good enough to hold the downhill skiing competition for the Olympics there. Okay, so it's kind of a a cool place. So, he tells this story about going to this amazing place, to the site of the 1980 Winter Olympics where, you know, the miracle on ice occurred. and he's excited. He's got his skis. You know, he's a new skier. He gets on the ski lift. He goes to the top. He's like, wow, this is amazing. The clouds are everywhere. So he's literally up in the clouds skiing down this mountain and feeling pretty great about himself. I mean, after all, he made it up into the clouds to the, you know, to this to the top of the ski lift. And he is skiing down this mountain and all day long he's working on getting better and he skis all day long and it's kind of an amazing experience for him. He, he still remembers it from when he was a kid. So he goes to bed that night and he gets up the next day and one of the cool things about um, this mountain, Whiteface Mountain, it's said, I've never been there, but it's said that on a clear day, you can see actually all the way into Canada. And in fact, you can see the skyscrapers of Montreal, which are 80 miles away from Whiteface Mountain from the very top. So the next day he gets up and miraculously the clouds are gone. He goes up the ski lift. He just like he did the day before he gets up there and then he realizes something. And he's just blown away because yesterday he had been skiing from the top of the mountain. He was mastering Whiteface Mountain as a young skier. He, he was killing it, right? Skiing from the clouds, just just really owning this mountain. And he gets up there and he realizes on day two, on this beautiful, clear day, he had been skiing from the top of the first ski lift with the clouds cleared. He could clearly see that if he walked over a little bit, he could go on a second ski lift and go up to the top of the mountain and ski from there. See, he thought that he had achieved everything that he could achieve. He thought he was at the top of the mountain, but he wasn't. He perceived that there was no, higher place for him to go because the clouds obscured his view. But come to find out once the clouds cleared, he was able to go up to the top of the mountain and ski down from there. And in fact, he did that and it was a whole different, more exciting and even more fulfilling experience that he had because he recognized that where he was, even though it felt like as high as he could go he hadn't gone as high as he could go. And so my question for you, which by now is obvious, is do you really know where the top of your mountain is? Have you really understood what's holding you where you are at the level that you're, you're at right now? Do you know why? Do you have some clouds that need to clear so that you can see that there's a higher place for you to go, there's more that you can achieve, there's a higher bar you can set, that there's some place else for you to get to. Because, you know, your plans for your life, they're very much like your GPS in your car. If you don't set the destination correctly, you're not going to get where you need to be, or in this case, where it's possible for you to go. If you don't know that you can set your destination for the top of Whiteface Mountain, you're not going to make it to the top of Whiteface Mountain. You'll be fat, dumb, and happy at the top of the first ski lift. And while that might be okay, it's not going to be nearly as amazing as that second ski lift, which will take you to the top of the mountain, where if you turn and look north, you can see the skyscrapers of Montreal, right? You never even get to see those unless you know that going up there is an option. So my question for you, of course, is, is is that a situation in your life? Is that part of what's holding you back in your business? And what it reminded me of is this amazing book that uh, my friend Cliff Ravenscraft told me about many years ago called The Big Leap, which is a book by Gay Hendricks. Now, Gay talks about, this idea that you have temperatures that you set in your life, a thermostat. And when you set the thermostat in your life to achieve a certain level, maybe it's because maybe that thermostat is set there because you don't realize that you can turn it up because the clouds are in your way and you didn't even know the thermostat went to, to a higher level or to quote spinal tap, you didn't know you could turn the knob to 11. The numbers all go to 11. Look right across the board oh. 11, oh, 11, see. and most of 11, the 11 amps it, go up to 10. Exactly. Maybe it's that's the reason that your thermostat is set at a certain place, or maybe the reason that your thermostat is set at a certain place is that you have some fears. Maybe some fears that you haven't even acknowledged about understanding. What's holding you back? Maybe you have some fear of success or you have some fear of rejection or failure or something that's holding you back that's keeping you from getting to the next level. The Gay Hendricks book is a really good resource, The Big Leap. It's a really good resource for helping you not only just identifying those barriers, but figuring out how to acknowledge them, work through them, break them down and surpass them so that you can get to the top. Of that next ski lift with your business. I think it's a really good recommendation. The other thing that I can recommend to you is usually and oftentimes part of the battle is actually consciously trying to understand whether or not you've got some really good vision set for where you wanna go. When was the last time that you imagined what you might be able to achieve? And maybe you've been working on your business hoping that you could make a profit and you really should be hoping that you could replace the income of your day job. Or maybe you've replaced the income of your day job and you're working 12 hours a day and maybe you should set your sights on working three days a week. I have friends that have thriving six-figure businesses that only work on Tuesday. Wednesday, and Thursday. Maybe you didn't realize that's possible, or maybe you don't think that you deserve that sort of result. Maybe you have limiting beliefs that are keeping you from imagining where you can go and living your best life and living into that and realizing the things that are possible with you and your business, realizing what's possible. Have you stopped and taken the time to figure that out lately? Have you really spent some time breaking down what you really, really want and what's keeping you from getting that? I recommend that you do that. I recommend that you do this periodically, at least annually, that you reassess the things that you want to achieve, the real goals that you want to achieve. I'm not talking about the, the goals like you said at the beginning of the year that you want to lose 17 and a half pounds. I'm talking about the aspirational goals, the directional goals, the things that you want to do and become and live into. Have you looked at those lately and are you setting those goals too low? And if you are, why are you doing that? And I would submit to you that maybe it's because you have something clouding your vision or blocking your way. A good way to attack that is to acknowledge it and then go check out The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's an excellent book, easy to find on Amazon. It's a quick read, and I think it'll really help you get things to the next level. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. I'll be again back next week talking to you about all the amazing things that are going on in the world of internet marketing. And I hope that in the meantime, you take some action to understand whether or not you're at the top of the first ski lift or the bottom of the second one. And if you find yourself at the bottom of the second ski lift, I'd really like you to recognize that and see what you need to do to reset your target to get to the top of the mountain. Ciao. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LNIMpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business one night at a time. One night at a time. Look, right across the board, oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and amps it... go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes, you know, be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, Exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, Put it up to 11. 11. Exactly. Late night internet marketing. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing, actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the Internet, and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in a same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet, my.